everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBCPFL. It is Monday. It's May 23rd. It is 2022. We have 10 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. There are two games with some potential weather. Check the Washington game and check the Atlanta game. We'll have to see what Roth has to say with those. That's We're, we're still going to break them down. Joined today, like almost every Monday, by my buddy Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, let's get the week started off right, man. What's going on? That's much doing good, man. I think uh, I'm, I'm sweating a little bit of NASCAR alongside yourself. And uh, we will see how this goes with Christopher Bell. Um, I think that's, at least for me, that's going to make or break my, my NASCAR. Now, if Bell comes through, it's a good night. If not, it's meh. You know, well, my my only lineup with six drivers left in the race um, just had the, the one of my drivers wreck. So um, it's just one of those it's one of those NASCAR nights, man. Um, wild race. All star race is always kind of wild. It looks like I'm still going to make money, so I'm not going to complain. Um, but man, NASCAR and Goodyear have some stuff to figure out. Teams pushing these tires, I feel like more than they need to right now but anyway that's for another time we do have the coke 600 this weekend the biggest one of the biggest races of the year coming up um in charlotte so excited for that um but let's talk some baseball we got 10 games to talk about here on today's podcast we get started off with one of those potential weather games we got the dodgers at washington taking on the nationals we have Anderson against Adon. This game has a nine total, and the Dodgers are a two fifteen favorite. So, um, any interest in this spot for Tyler Anderson? Uh, I think the, the price tag is a tad bit too expensive for me here. Uh, I think you'll have a serviceable game, but at ninety four hundred, I, I think Anderson gets to sit on the shelf for me. The only thing that I will say is depending on the lineup Washington doesn't have a ton of power against left-handed pitching and I mean there's a great chance and I'm even going to say good chance there's a great chance that Anderson wins this game the only thing is the $9,400 price tag um, I mean we have we have Garrett Cole obviously going up against Baltimore he's going to be the number one pitcher on the slate we're not going to argue that but after him, I mean, there's some there's some questionable pitchers. So um, there's a few guys that I like. There's a couple guys that are cheap that I like. So I think Anderson's okay. I think he's going to win. I think he could put up 20-plus points in this spot. But I also just kind of want to look at the Washington lineup. If they roll out that, you know, weaker power lineup, that's where Anderson gets a little bit of a bump for me. Um I can tell you with certainty, though, I don't have interest in Joe on add-on going up against the Dodgers, though. Yeah, the answer is no. Yeah, no that's a, that's an easy one. Um, for me, you know, looking at the Dodgers' bats here, add-on, he's really struggled with lefties and righties. Uh, he's given up a ton of power to both sides of the plate. He walks a lot of people. I mean, he's the type of pitcher you want to stack against. So if the weather is okay in this game, I mean, the Dodgers are, are one of the top teams on the board. They're just really pricey. Yeah, absolutely. And on the previous slate, man, we had really good weather there and it did not quite 
materialize, uh, especially with, uh, um, geez, I was about to say Chris Flexen, but it wasn't Chris Flexen. It was uh, Zach Eflin. I mean, he just teed off on the Dodgers today. Crazy upside. I'm not sure if you heard about that, Steve. I think Eflin had like 12 Ks. It's insane. Um, so that limited the damage a little bit. But I, I'm I'm of the mindset that we go right back to the well here. Uh, I know the weather might may be a little dicey, like we talked about. We'll let Roth uh, sit on that. But, I mean, I'm, I'm in on pretty much all the Dodgers. You talked about stacking them uh, up and down this lineup. I think you take anybody in the lineup here to get it done, but Freeman, Betts, Turner, uh, Muncy, I mean, those are just going to be your top guys. Yeah, uh, I'm going back to the, the, that's fine. Dodgers, I mean, they're going to have a bad game from time to time. It's baseball variance is a high, uh, baseball is a high variance sport. That's fine. Um, as far as the Washington bats go, I mean, not a, not a ton of interest here. Like I said, Washington this season against left-handed pitching just, they haven't shown a ton of power. Obviously, Nelson Cruz is in this lineup, but I mean, he has a zero ISO against left-handed pitching this year. Um, Crazy, and, isn't it? and like gosh. it's it's like a thirty-two percent hard hit rate. So it's nothing like he's just hitting the ball on the ground. He's not really hitting for power. Um, I mean, you could potentially make an argument for a guy like Lane Thomas at twenty-seven hundred, but this is one of those things that you know. This is kind of why I have some interest in Anderson. Yeah, I mean, I totally get it. I totally get it. From, like I said, for me, it's just the price tag. Uh, in terms of the Washington bats, I'm definitely not playing anyone from Washington today. All right, moving on here. We got Baltimore at New York taking on the Yankees. Seven and a half total in this game. Yankees a 330 favorite. It's not – it's kind of – it's not common to see teams 330 favorites. Um, so – Obviously, for me, Lyles against Cole, not a ton of interest in Jordan Lyles. He just did pitch really well against his team, eight strikeouts. His strikeout numbers are kind of up on the season just in general. I don't trust it yet. Uh, I mean, I just I can't get behind a dude with a 20% K rate with an under 10% swinging strike rate. His exit in Sierra, I mean, it's not like he's running lucky or bad. It's kind of right where it is. It's just I don't believe the strikeout rate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, he's facing the Yankees. I, I don't think this is going to continue. Um, bottom line, I'm not playing Jordan Lyles today. That, that's just the bottom line. Garrett Cole, uh, he's the top pitcher in the slate. I mean – you know, 28% Ks, 15% swinging strike rate against one of the weakest lineups in baseball with Baltimore. Um, obviously, they got Mullins. They got Mancini. They got Santander there towards the top. But, I mean, there's just so many There's so many strikeouts in this lineup. So, this is just a spot. I think you plug in Garrett Cole. You figure out your SP2, and you kind of build from there. Um, but I, I think Cole is just one of those guys. I play three lineups tonight. Uh, I'm probably playing them on all three. Yeah, um, I like Cole. I, I probably have him in two of three. I do really like Zach Wheeler today, even though the season numbers may not be quite what we're, we're used to. The, the Braves are just striking out so much. I know we're talking about the Yankees, but I mean, Garrett Cole, but I think that would be my only reason because I'm not going to play them both together because I will, you know, I do like the Dodgers quite a bit today. But I'm with you. Garrett Cole, 
top arm on the slate, bar none. No interest for me on the Baltimore Bats. They're overly – I mean, they're really cheap. If they say this cheap, you know, this whole series, maybe we take them in a different spot, but I'm not playing them against Garrett Cole. I think if I was going to play one bat, it would probably be Mullins, but he's 4,400. So, like, he's he's the only one, and I think at 44, it's not worth it. If he was 34, I would probably be in um, on, on some Mullins. But, yeah, overall, not playing Baltimore bats. Jordan Lyles, he's actually been pretty decent against right-handed hitters this year. He's really struggled with um, lefties. But, I mean, I think Rizzo is in a fantastic spot here, 5,100. Um Outside of Rizzo, I just it's tough because you're like the Yankees should smash Lyles. The bull, the Baltimore bullpen's not good. I think you just gotta have to kind of overlook that last start for Lyles and get some interest here in the Yankees. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, you don't ever have to sell me on Anthony Rizzo behind Michael Brantley. I think that's like my favorite, one of my favorite fantasy targets. So definitely in on him. Um, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm as interested in everyone because I do, because I value the Dodgers a little bit more than, than the Yankees. I'm being very selective with my spin ups. And so Rizzo's kind of the spin up. Um, after that, it's probably a judge. And, th- and then I, I'm probably just three man stacking the Yankees, not pretty much going, you know, four or five deep. Um, like I will do on the Dodgers, but those would be my two favorites for sure. The other thing that I'll say, and he, he's probably going to get sent back down, um, but with Joey Gallo going on the COVID list, they called up Estevan Floral um, for the doubleheader on Sunday. If for some reason he doesn't get sent back down to AAA and they, they do a different roster move, he's 2K. Um, that's just – I just wanted to throw that out there. There's a good chance that this doesn't matter and he's in AAA, but – just, you know, he's he's a two-gay potential Yankee that could bat like sixth or seventh in this game if he doesn't get sent back down. So wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't mention him. All right, we got Philadelphia. We got Atlanta. We got Wheeler uh, against Davidson in this one. Eight total. Um, Philly's a slight favorite, 115 to 120 in most books here. Uh, let's talk Zach Wheeler first. He's 9,900. Big arm. Um, any interest in him against Atlanta here? I love Wheeler today. Uh, in fact, Wheeler's – while Garrett Cole I do think is the top arm, I think Wheeler's my favorite play. Um, look, I – and it's crazy, Stevie. As much as I love my Braves, I've been targeting them this year with, with you know, high-K guys or like today, you know, I t- took Sandy, Quintero, Sandy Alcantara at home. The Braves, man, I mean, they're swinging free. A lot of righties um, outside of Albies, and uh, we got one other lefty that's kind of hitting now. But outside of those two, you know, we can get a predominantly right-handed lineup uh, against, you know, guys that are, you know, fairly good strikeout pitchers uh, with a platoon advantage. I'm going to side with them, definitely siding with Wheeler. Um, I think he's got just as much upside as Cole today. Do I think Atlanta's a better team than Baltimore? Absolutely. Do I think Wheeler has the potential to to get some really good upside here? For sure. Uh, I think Wheeler is my tournament pitcher. Yeah, I mean, when you when you look at the lineup, even like Acuna being back in the lineup, he's striking out a 36% clip, Swanson yeah. 35, Duvall 33. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. Um, 
is it a good overall lineup? Yeah, it is. Like, you know, at the end of the season, there's a chance that like Atlanta is a team that's, you know, fighting in the playoffs again this year because this lineup is very, very good. But, but Matt Olson isn't Freddie Freeman. And that hurts the lineup overall. Is Ugh. Olsen a good hitter? Olsen is a good hitter, but he's not oh, Freddie Freeman. Lord. I mean, so I like Zach Wheeler, big-time strikeout stuff. Um, he struggles against lefties. The The good thing for him here is he's probably only going to see two lefties. Uh, uh, like uh, Olsen and Albies might be the two lefties in this lineup. So I do like the spot for Wheeler. I love him for, you know, his tournament upside. On the other side, though, uh, Davidson, I mean, Davidson's like a guy that's not even a favorite at home in this spot. Um, this is his third, third like outing. I don't even, did he start in that game against Washington on the 11th? It was so long ago. I don't remember. Um, threw 69 pitches against Milwaukee last time out, five innings, zero earned runs, just can't stop walking people. He, his, his control is just a huge issue right now. I don't think I can go davidson in this spot because of the the command issues and the control issues yeah absolutely not not against philly um philly's another one of those you know will be potent teams in their own right like at some point they're gonna go on a run and start scoring every day and uh i want no parts of it tucker davidson stays on the show um philly bats i mean hoskins bohm castellanos singura um, I could definitely see getting three to five in a stack here. You know, this is a game that we're going to be potentially looking at weather, but if, if it doesn't rain, I mean, it's going to be humid. It's Atlanta and it's now the end of May. So it's going to be humid all the time in Atlanta. So, I mean, for me, I definitely have some interest here in the Philly stack with when, a, when you're facing a pitcher like Davidson, who walks guys, as much as he strikes guys out, you have to have interest in the in the pitcher facing him yeah, or the absolutely. hitters facing him. Sorry. Yeah, I knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Philly is definitely uh, going to be a top team of mine. Love Bryce Harper today. Um, man, I wish Didi Gregorius still in this lineup because he had kind of been cheap all year, but no biggie. Uh, you talked about Gene Segura. He's 5,200, but man – uh, can this guy get on base? Pretty much scores fantasy points every day. Now, he's not in a double digits like he was in that last stretch, but today could definitely be uh, one of those opportunities. And then we got JT at 4,100. Uh, really like Real Muto. So I, I this is just going to be a fantastic spot. Uh, Atlanta on the other side, probably a spot that, I mean, unless you want to get contrarian, you're not stacking Atlanta. Um I mean, the prices, you're not getting a discount for facing a guy like Zach Wheeler. Everyone you'd want to stack is kind of over 5K here. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really tough to play them with these prices. Yeah, absolutely. Can't play them. Um, not, not against Wheeler. Not against Wheeler. This was, you know, a chop shot pitcher. Uh, I would absolutely probably think about it because I, I definitely think their K rates would go down. But, you know, Wheeler Wheeler seems to be rounding back into form as well, Stevie. Like we kind of we saw him at the beginning of the season. Things didn't go well. And then at, even in that Dodgers game where he only went five and a third, what I saw were Ks, right? And then you kind of saw that against Colorado. Ks, Texas, Ks, 
Dodgers, K's, San Diego. K's. Looks like we're starting to get back here. So I, I, I can't play the Braves against Wheeler today. All right, moving on. We got Detroit at Minnesota taking on the Twins. Eight and a half total in this game. The Twins, a 185 favorite. We have Elvin Rodriguez um, going up against Chris Archer. Elvin Rodriguez, second outing here, pitched early April. Um, Going to get the AAA call up here. You know, this is a guy that made the the big league club and got sent down after one outing. Um he struggled. He's struggling with like a high whip. He, he's walking a lot of guys in the minors. Any interest here in Elvin Rodriguez? Uh, negative. Uh, any interest in Archer going up against Detroit on the other side of this game? Negative. Uh, I would, but Ar- Archer's his pitches are still limited. I think that's this is kind of how they're going to do them all season, Stevie. From most of the season anyway. I think their intention is to keep him really limited so he doesn't hurt himself this year. I, I can't play Archer at 7,400. Yeah, he's been a lock over there on prize picks for under 15 pitching outs, I think, like three or four oh. times already this year. So. It's been incredible. It's yeah. Incredible. I mean, he's pitching fantastic, but it, it hard cap. If, like, I think his max is five innings. I mean, they let him yeah. go into the – they let him come out and pitch the fourth one time this year. And, you know, last game against Oakland, he was pitching fantastic. He had a really strong outing and – I mean, they just, <laughs> just they said nope, no, nope. them. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're just not going to let him go deep into games. So while I do like the matchup, while I like the spot, while I like the price, it, it's just you can't play Chris Archer right now. Um, Detroit bats, anything here on the Detroit side that you like? No, I still don't want to play any bats with Detroit, even with the limited Archer. Yeah, I think. So I will say this, Javi Baez, we know how much power this guy has. And I know he just really hasn't shown it a ton this season, but he's a massive ground ball guy and Archer's a massive fly ball guy. Um, So a guy like Javi Baez, he's not cheap, but I do think this is a spot you can play him at at this. um, Yeah, I think this is a guy you can play him just kind of looking at fly ball, ground ball, um, usually creates like line drive type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, any interest in the Minnesota side? Absolutely. Um, I mean, these guys should should Stevie essentially have a field day. Um, I mean, Kepler thirty four hundred, right? And we know Bucks is fifty eight, but Kepler's thirty four. You got Polanco, who's still cheap. Well, he's forty nine hundred, cheaper than five k. Um, you've got Arias at 3,600 and wow, he's not a home run hitter. Like in this spot, this, this is one of those spots where he could get on base, be brought in bottom of the order gets going. He hits a single or double RBI gets brought in again. And you look up at the end of the night and he's got 12 to 14 fantasy points. Uh, I, I like Minnesota today as a stack for sure. I like them too. Um, like I said, this guy in in A this year, he's really struggled with walks, and you know it's something that we continue to talk about. I don't know how I use them as like a full full on stack, but they're on my list as like a, a secondary stack today because I, I do think they're like a team that 
you could kind of, I mean, you want to get Buxton in there, right? And if you go Kepler, then you can kind of maybe find like a third cheaper piece to like put in your, in your stack and it's just not as expensive. So um, I think they're just a team that like a, a secondary type stack today. Buxton's in a fantastic spot. Um, and I really like Kepler's price just in general. So, uh, you know, just those two guys and then kind of looking at the lineup, looking at pricing, stuff like that, and like getting that third piece in there. So, um, yeah, I'm good with that. All right, we got Toronto at St. Louis. Eight total in this game. Pick them game. Um, Berrios against Miles Mikolas. Let's talk Berrios first. You know, he's going to get a right-handed heavy St. Louis team here. Um, any interest in him in this spot? Uh, this this is a tough one for me, Stevie, because he's 8500 It's not too expensive, right? But St. Louis, wildly enough, you look at this lineup, they just – they're still not striking out a ton. And that's that's really my concern – uh, with Barrios here, like how he's going to have to eat the innings and get four to five Ks, I think, for this to work. And I do think he can get four strikeouts. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, this team against righties, Steve, they're just not striking out. It's it's incredible. Um, like I mean, Edmonds got a sixteen percent K rate. Arenado sixteen percent. Uh, you know, Donovan 19, Corey Dickerson 20. It's just these K rates are so low. I I like Barrios. I don't love it. Sorry, I'm trying not to tilt right now. <laughs> um, the last lap, Ryan Blaney is like 50 feet from crossing the finish line. It's not even 50 feet. And a yellow flag comes out for a car that lost a tire and hit the wall. And oh my gosh. I, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I am. Oh, I'm, I'm full, full tilt now. Um, there's no way this race ends good for me now. Um, sorry. Um, all right. So for me, I'm Barrios. I said this in his last start against Seattle. He really has started the season in just tough, 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 tough matchup after matchup after matchup. He pitched well against Seattle, but he still didn't show like that dominant strikeout stuff. And if you can't do that against St. Louis, they're going to beat you. Oh, um, so. Oh, <sighs> uh, um. Just so you know, like Bell, Bell would have easily hit. Um, so uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I'm going to stay away from Barrios today, 8500 against St. Louis um, until he shows us that like dominating strikeout performance. He still allowed some hits. He had some good Babbitt. He had a good game. It just wasn't that like dominating game that you really kind of were hoping for against a team like Seattle. And this is a much better overall offense. And they just. The top of the order just doesn't strike out. They have one of the lowest strikeout rates in baseball against right-handed pitching this season. So, Miles um, Mikolas on the other side of this game, off to a strong start this year, but still just not a huge strikeout guy. And 
when you're facing a, a team like Toronto, you got to be able to attack them and strike them out. Um, that's where you beat this Toronto offense because they're going to put the ball in play. They're not going to walk a lot. Um, so I think at 9,600, it, it's for me, it's just stay away from Miles Mikolas here. Yeah. And, and the, like you said, Steve, the crazy thing about Miles is he's actually having a serviceable season so far. And, and then you look at his fantasy performances, you say, okay, Miles has put together some good outings. Stevie, this season, Miles has an 18% K rate. It's, it's insane. Like, you you think it'd be higher than that? It is not. So, I, I'm i with you at that price. Miles stays on the shelf. So, so Bell didn't get there for us, Stevie? I don't know. The race isn't over. Um, All right. Well, I won't say anything. Yeah, I, I'm just – <laughs> all right bats in this game um okay for for toronto will I, I wrote a note down when i was researching this slate they're not as expensive as they usually are and miles mikolas is not typically a pitcher i want to stack against he has a 1.5 percent hard to soft contact ratio on the season i'm just saying that toronto is not as expensive as they usually are oh no I, i'm with you uh I mean, most of the time we have Vlad around 6K, 6,200, 5,900. Today we get Vlad at 49. Yuli Gurriel is 35. And sometimes he's probably 38, 4K, 41. Um, you know, so Chapman is 4K. He's been around that all season because he hasn't hit the ball well, you know, over an extended stretch. Um, I'm with you, man. I, I, I think taking some shots on a – suppressed Toronto lineup, possibly because they feel like Mikolas is going to limit the damage a little bit. I think that's absolutely a good strategy here. And I don't see a lot of teams being on Toronto today today because of the Miles Mikolas uh, low strikeout, but good real life pitcher effect. Oh, any interest in the St. Louis hitters here? Oh, I and, that, that, and that's the conundrum. I I don't want to play Barrios, but I also don't want to play St. Louis. I don't think the I don't think the upside's there. <sighs> man, oh man. Um. So I mean, looking at the season for Barrios, he's had some games where he's gotten absolutely shelled. And, and like, if you can't strike out St. Louis, there's a good chance that he could make it for maybe maybe top five um innings here i don't think they're the craziest stack on this slate if they're low owned but if they get if they get popular here i could definitely see staying away they do have some cheap pieces to make the stack kind of work um yeah it's crazy so the leader of the race right now ryan blaney thought the race was over. Everyone thought the race was over and he let his window net down and he can't get the window net back on. And if he has to pit, Oh my gosh, that would be the, that would be like the worst beat. Um, Oh my God. I can't imagine if I was in that position and I had to pit how I would feel. But anyway, uh, hopefully he can get it back on because that would, that would just so I mean, what, what, what a way to end the all-star race though this is this is wild and he can't get it like i'm yeah it's just it's crazy anyway 
Cleveland at Houston. Well, I, I'm I'm lost. Like I'm lost for words right now. I have I have really I'm doubling up. I hit a 20x on underdog. I I had really good like luck on prize picks, and I know that it's not going to hold. And I'm just I'm a, at a loss right now. But we're going to talk some more baseball. This might be the most <laughs> tilted I've ever done a podcast, and I just don't have any words. And I agree. What's I've crazy? Never heard you like this. What's crazy? is i have second place at 11 to 1 so like (laughs) i don't even know what to think right now um but we're gonna talk cleveland at houston we got mckenzie we got garcia we have an eight and a half total and the astros a 200 favorite in this game um tristan mckenzie i mean this guy has shown that he can strike people out i mean there's no there's no doubting that at this point um you know, he has good strikeout stuff. He just is facing a tough Houston lineup here, Will. Is this a spot that at 7,700, we maybe roll the dice on a slate where we don't have a ton of pitching and just see if this this young kid can strike out some of these Houston bats? Or is this a spot we just kind of put him on the shelf and see what happens? I think I got a shelf from Stevie. I, I just, against Houston, I can't. There's another guy on this slate that's 2K cheaper pretty much that I think might end up being the cheap chalk, and I I think I'm going to tend to agree, Stevie. You probably know who I'm talking about, but I think that's the reason I'm not interested in McKenzie today. I I, I think we've got someone that's, like I said, 2K cheaper that I could pair it with, you know, Garrett Cole or or Zach Wheeler and get the job done, and so – that's the only reason McKenzie gets to stay on the shelf. I just, I don't want to roll the dice against Houston. Um, yeah. So he's someone that I'm definitely going to look at like his strikeout props. Cause like when team, when people are facing Houston in general, they typically will get like a, a low strikeout prop pitching prop. Um, so I'll definitely be looking at like his prop in this one and bell lost the top 10 and I'm even more tilted now. Um, Garcia on the other side of this game, he's 8,700. He's shown that like he has big upside, but he's also shown that like he can walk people. He struggles. He's facing a, a Cleveland team. Um, that, I mean, the top half of this lineup, will just doesn't, doesn't strike out. Um, do you have any interest in Garcia 8,700 going up against Cleveland? Um, I don't think I do, Stevie. I it's kind of the same scenario. Which uh, Cleveland's a weird team because man, some days they come out and it's like, oh, this is great, and in other days they just I, I don't know, they, they just don't get it done. That's probably most baseball teams. At any rate, I don't think I want to play Garcia eighty seven hundred against Cleveland today. Um, that uh, you know, I, I I'd rather take Peterson or you know. Alex Cobb against the Mets, even like I, I just I don't, I don't think Garcia is going to be enough for you today. Yeah, I don't I don't think I want to play Garcia in this spot. Hey, good strikeout stuff, like I said. Um, fly ball pitcher is always kind of worrisome a little bit, but I mean, just there's not a ton of strikeouts at the top half of this um, Cleveland lineup, you know. So I, I just worry about ceiling when you have walk rates that are high strikeout rates that are low um and at 8700 we need that so um yeah i don't think i can play garcia in this spot cleveland bats 
I mean, Jose Ramirez is obviously the guy that you'd look at the most in this spot, but he's kind of pricey. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have a ton of interest in Cleveland here. I mean, I don't really have a ton of interest in Garcia. I don't really have a. Yeah, it's. I think we don't want to play the pitchers, but we don't want to play the bats. It's. I'm with you. I'm pretty much uh, in the same boat. I, I, although I probably have a little bit more interest in Houston, um, just because I feel like they've got more power overall. All in all, I still don't want to load up on either team. Um, yeah, I mean, Houston is a team I think you can stack it. Um, like a, a team you can just stack in general. But yeah, I mean, I think if you want to stack Houston, you can pretty much stack them against any pitcher. McKenzie's a guy that he does struggle with control at sometimes, but um yeah, I think that's the only thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate Jordan, I don't hate Tucker. You know, just the power guys. All right. Um, I did not double up and I did not hit 20x. So all yeah, the frustration is is very heavy right now. But I'm gonna get through this podcast. I am. Um we got Kansas City at Arizona. Zach Granke going up against Zach Davies, eight and a half total. Um Dimebacks open at 120. They're down to like 112, 115 in most spots now. It's kind of a pick 'em game here. Uh, any interest in Zach Ranky at 4,800? <laughs> I mean, Stevie, that's that's still not my cheap guy for for what it's worth. I know uh, it's not. I know you're cheap guy. <laughs> I just I, I just want to be on record. I know you're cheap guys. Don't don't worry. I got. <laughs> yeah, you. I know you know. Oh man, I I'm not playing Zach Ranky. I don't care. If Zach Greinke was 3K, I would consider it. And he hasn't been bad. Like he, When I say he hasn't been bad, I'm saying he's been getting over 10 fantasy points. But I, 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 don't, I don't think he's going to outscore my other cheap guys. So Greinke stays today. I'm not, I'm not playing Greinke. If you're playing 150 teams on the slate, Will, and you know the other guy that we're going to talk about here in a minute um, is going to be chalk could you make an argument for playing zach Granke and just trying to get 12 to 15 points on a pitching slate that is as weak as this pitching slate is i'm just asking um i get that for sure i i get that for sure i don't i still don't know if i can uh, i still don't know if i, I can that, like, i said i get it i didn't say i could do it i get it i just Oh, boy, Stevie, this is – I mean, Zach Greinke, you're hoping you, – you're two strikeouts and goes six innings with no runs or limited runs. That That's a lot to ask for a guy in the wor- worst half of his career. And he's been doing it. You, you just chime in here, Stevie, because Zach Greinke, I just – Gosh, it's awful. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I can make an argument for a dude with a 9.8% K rate against anybody. Um, so I, I think uh, I, th- I don't think I can do it. Um, I mean, you can get different with bats on the other side. It, and like the Arizona lineup, they, 
they're not the worst. They're not the best. Um, they do strike out at a very, very high clip, most of these guys. So, I mean, if 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 Zach Greinke is going to be 3% owned and Marco Gonzalez is going to be 25% owned, there's, I mean, sure, I get it. Um, but I don't know if I can do it um, personally. The other side of this game, we got Zach Davies. I mean, he gets a pretty weak Kansas City lineup overall. I don't think he's the worst like value pitcher on this slate by any means. Um, I think he could go out and throw like five decent innings and have a decent outing. Um, you he's know, there's a couple good games. Yeah, I mean, there's the middle of this order. There's a ton of strikeouts. The top and the the top and the bottom, there's not a ton, um, but I, I could see him do okay here. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally get that. I don't – Zach Davis is not a guy that I typically play. Um, you know, usually he's a guy I leave on the shelf. And, you know, I, I think I'm going to leave him on the shelf against KC because they've just – every time I take a pitch against KC this year, seemingly they can hit everything. And – Zach Davis is just – he's just blah. And so I, I think he stays on the shelf. Uh, you know, you we already know who it is. I think Marco Gonzalez is probably the cheapest pitcher with the best matchup on the slate. So, uh, Gonzalez is my measuring stick. Zach Davis has to get the X player. All right. Um, bats in this game, anything on the Kansas City side that you like here? Yeah, I mean, look – Whit Merrifield is, in my opinion, he's always in play uh, if you're trying to play this team. Now, we've got Sal Perez, who obviously, you know, isn't going to be playing too much right now. So that, that opens it up for the stacks here. Uh, if O'Hearn happens to crack the lineup, he's 2700 So he's a guy I can get behind at that price. Uh, you got Ben Intendi, who's, you know, mostly been having a good year, Stevie. Um you know, your, your, your Boston buddy there who's since transitioned, he's mostly had a good year. I don't hate Ben and Timmy as well at 4,200. I think I'd be starting with those few pieces um, in terms of building my lineups. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind maybe like a little three-man stack or even like a two-man stack for Kansas City in this spot. Um, but honestly, I have a, a lot more interest in the Arizona side of this game. I, I really like this spot. For the Arizona bats, I mean, Zach Greinke is someone that I feel like you can pick on with any pitcher. I mean, David Peralta um, is obviously someone that I really like. If Josh Rojas is back in the lineup here, um, he was out of the lineup, but they were facing a lefty. So how bad is that hand injury really? Um, I could definitely see stacking against Greinke in this spot, but I'm, I'm also someone that never – you know, never not stacks. Um, I can't even speak. I, I, I honestly, I can't even speak at this point. Um, I think you could stack against Granky anytime he pitches. So I definitely don't mind, even if it's a mini stack um, for Arizona. You're muted, buddy. Yeah, I, I realized that as soon as I started talking, I was like, oh, I didn't click the button. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you talk about Peralta, you know, he's a guy that, we used to play, I used to play a lot more regularly. Yeah, if, if you will, a lot more regularly. You know, went out there to Chicago in a win game and just cranked a couple home runs. 
Um, you know, Patton Smith, uh, if he cracks the lineup, he's another one I, I like to play against Grinky. I like your idea of stacking here. We got Dalton Varsha at 5K. If we're if we're gonna do what I think we're gonna do, we might actually be able to afford him if we're stacking Arizona. Because I don't hate that as well. All right, moving along here. We got Oakland at Seattle. Zach Lagoo against Marco Gonzalez. Um the last time I looked, oh, they did put a, so this game has a seven total. Uh, the Mariners are a 165 favorites. So let's talk Zach Lagoo first in this one. I mean, I don't I don't hate him in this spot. I just don't love the price tag. He's 8100 Um it's just it's a price thing for me more than anything else. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent um and seattle's actually been better against lefties than they've been against righties this year yeah they have um so i i don't think i'm gonna play low like i said i don't i don't think it's worth it today um i i think i'm just gonna basically play top tier and and very low today i think that's my strategy so zach low gets to sit on the shelf and then, I mean, Marco Gonzalez, other side, you know, this is kind of what we've been hitting at. You know, we obviously – Marco Gonzalez is not typically someone that I want to pitch. No. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by saying that. On the flip side of that is I'll pitch anybody against Oakland at 5,300. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Oakland has been a huge target, like, in terms of fan duel scoring. If you look at Sandoval today, Stevie – the guy put up 58, 50, excuse me, 50, I'm sorry, 50. Uh, and, and a lot of pitchers are starting to do this against, against Oakland. They've been doing it all season. Um, you know, sign me up. I am in on uh, on anybody pitching. You know, and look, Marco, guess what? His numbers aren't great this season. In fact, they're borderline terrible, Steve. Wouldn't you agree? But I don't care. He's facing the Oakland Athletics. And, uh, you know, this isn't Moneyball. They're failing miserably. So I, I I like Marco Gonzalez. I think he's probably the top cheap pitcher on this slate. All right. Oakland Bats. I mean, if Marco Gonzalez is going to be chalk in this spot, Sean Murphy's 3,200. I really like his price tag. He's very good against left-handed pitching. Um, Who's the other guy? There's there's another guy that I was thinking of. Hold on. Um, Kevin Smith. What's his price tag? Oh, Kevin Smith is 2K. I mean, yeah, this is another spot. I mean, Steven Piscotty should be in the lineup as well. Um... Chad Pender should be in there. Like I could see just using like I could see like using Oakland as like a cheap secondary stack, getting Cole Wheeler in a lineup together. And then that yeah. way, if the if the chalk cheap pitcher bust and the top tier pitchers go off, you could play those three. You could play three guys from Oakland at 7,500 at most, probably, and get Wheeler and Cole and, and you know still get a top end stack. 
with two top tier pitchers. So I could use, I could see using Oakland as like a ch- cheaper vomit stack today for sure. Um, I get it. Um, too, too rich for my blood, Stevie. Too rich for my blood. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm still going to, I think, I think I'm still going to fade Oakland. Um, fully understanding that, like you said, I mean, nobody on this team is, is over 4K, Stevie. Like, no one. It's insane. Their most expensive outfielder is Ramon Laureano at 2,600. He's probably not even going to play. It's it's incredible. So I I'm with you. I totally get it. I just I don't think I'm playing Oakland today. But the more I think about it, I'm, it's probably the right call because Marco Gonzalez could absolutely get lit up. I just think he doesn't. Any interest in the Seattle bats here? Slightly. Um, you know I I don't hate Jesse Winker at 3200. Like, what are we doing here, Steve? Like, what? And I and I know he hasn't been great this season, but. Come on, he's got more name value than that, right? I mean, he should be at least 4K. Um, so I, I don't hate Waker. Eugenio Suarez is 4,200. Uh, Adam Frazier's 4K. Ty France is back down to 3,700. Uh, I I like Seattle in terms of one to two minutes. I mean, like a two or three minute stat. Yeah. Um... The prices are the prices are super fair on these guys. France, Suarez, Rodriguez, those would be my three favorites in this spot. Um, if you want to extend it more, I mean, you could look at Dylan Moore. But, yeah, I, I'd like this spot a lot for, like, Julio Rodriguez, Suarez, just a, a guy that smashes left-handed pitching in, in Thai France. So um, could definitely see getting those three guys. Um, yeah. We got Milwaukee at San Diego going up uh, in this one. No total in this game. I think there's one book. Caesars has like an eight total and a pick em game in this one. Hauser against uh, Nick Martinez. Do you have any interest here in Adrian Hauser at 8,900? Uh, I don't think so. And it's not like I don't think Hauser's bad, but. Um... I just think I can, there's better value than him today. Yeah. Uh, the price tag is kind of up there. I mean, he had a good outing last time out against Atlanta. He's shown some upside against Chicago um, in one start this year. He hit, he's hit 100 pitches now in two of his last four starts. When he's been pitching well, they let him go. I mean, I want to see what the San Diego lineup looks like um, before I make a decision on Hauser because I, I do think like Hauser is someone you could potentially play in this spot depending on the lineup because they do have like sometimes they have guys like the bottom half of that lineup just massive, massive strikeouts. So um, I just want to kind of see – Oh, I want to see what the lineup looks like before I make a decision on Hauser because he's kind of priced up. Uh, Nick Martinez, the other side of this game, shown some you know really good strikeout stuff this year. The Brewers have been just an overall good offense this year, but they're still striking out at you know a pretty high clip. Do you have any interest here in Nick Martinez? Slight interest, and it's because of the Brewers' K race, like you talked about. Um, it's just. 
I don't feel like Nick Martinez has to me he's 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 like a Tristan McKenzie, maybe, which I think McKenzie's got more strikeout stuff than him, but I think Nick Martinez will be fine, but I, I still think we can find better value. And that's that's really kind of why I'm I'm ending up the way I am. Like Nick Martinez on the season, 25% K rate, 4.3 X trip. Sounds just like Tristan McKenzie to me. If I'm going to play Martinez, I might as well play Tristan McKenzie. I understand the difference is uh, there's a drastic difference in the lineups in terms of uh, the strikeout capabilities and, and Milwaukee striking out at a pretty good clip as well. So I get it. I just – I think Martinez is okay, not great. Uh, Milwaukee, Bats, anything standing out to you from Milwaukee? Uh, nothing standing out like crazy. I do think, you know, Rowdy at 4,200, I can always get at him with, with a little bit of slight platoon advantage there. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you've got Yelich at 47, who um, will have some big games. Don't hate that as well. It's just there in San Diego. I'm actually expecting this to be probably a fairly – maybe a fairly cooler game, Steve, because they're, they're playing a little bit later. I don't, we'll see, but – I um yeah mainly Yelich and uh, and uh, and Rowdy Teles. Yeah, I mean it's the night before, but right now it looks like it's going to be sixty um, at the start of this game. Yeah, so I don't have a ton of interest in this in like bats in this game. I, I mean, I respect both these pitchers. Um, Rowdy, like you said, I mean, he's 4,200. McCutcheon's 4K. Um, and then on the San Diego side of things, you know, obviously you can always take shots on Machado. Um, they have a couple cheaper bats here that you could potentially look at. Hosmer's 3,800. I don't know um, where Gresham will hit in the lineup. He's 3,100. He's, he's kind of struggled big time to start the season. So I, I just don't have a ton of interest in these bats. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Um... Now, and I'm not really going to play either side of this game. It's another one of those games where, like the pitchers don't love them, offenses are just okay. I think the pitchers do enough to hold them hold them hostage. So uh, I'm not playing anyone from Milwaukee or San Diego. All right, we finish it out. Mets at Giants, seven and a half total in this game. Giants, a 145 favorites. We got Peterson going up against Alex Cobb. Any interest in David Peterson in this spot? I think I definitely take Peterson. <laughs> Um, but I think he's okay as well. Same as, uh, same as the guys we've kind of been talking about. You look at the Mets, they're not really striking out too much, right. Against right-handed pitching, um, overall this season. So, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of the same boat for me. Like they, they've got some K's here, like in the middle of the order, the strikeouts have picked up some, but. Um, I, I think this is a potent enough lineup for me to stay away. Yeah. You just they, – they can platoon so heavy. Um, and a lot of the time when they, like, platoon against left-handed pitching, they just – they have guys in there. And, I mean, we'll have to see because, like, one of their guys they platoon with is Slater, and he kind of – I think it was a, a wrist injury on Sunday is what I read. Um so we'll just have to kind of see what the lineup looks like, but I, I really don't think I end up on Peterson here. Um, like Kurt Casale is like one of the catchers that like they platoon in there. Um, but like, yeah, they still got Joey Bart and he's a righty. So 
you know, the other side um, of this game, Alex Cobb, the Mets, the Mets, I mean, well, they don't strike out a ton. No, not against righties. Lefties are different stories. Yeah, they don't strike out. They don't have a ton of power. Alex Cobb got beat up last time out, but in course, he throws splitters um, and, and sinkers. And we kind of told you on the podcast that, like, he was going to struggle in that game. Um, I actually don't mind Alex Cobb here. 7,900. I think he can have a, a really, like, solid outing if Babip is on his favor. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can roll with that. Um, I mean, when you look at Cobb uh, on the season – and so here's something for me, Stevie, that I, I definitely – uh, you know, like to look at, right? Where's the K stuff in relationship to the strikeout? So on the season right now, he's sitting at a 28% K rate still, the 3.12 X trip. That's definitely worth it at 7,900, I think, right? So while some of these other guys may have a high X trip, lower K rate, uh, we've got Cobb at 79. I, I don't hate it. Like if you, if you said, hey, you had to play Alex Cobb today, I wouldn't make a stink about it. I'll tell you this. I don't really have any interest in the Mets bats um, going up against Alex Cobb. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no interest in the bats whatsoever. And I really don't, I mean, San Francisco, I mean, they do platoon these guys and just kind of looking at some of the pricing on San Francisco, I could definitely see like ending up like Darren Ruff. He could play the whole game because belt is out. Um, so like that's you know somewhat interesting flores is someone at 3400 the problem with like playing these guys that platoon so much is man it's just <laughs> you're just super worried about it will because i mean you could get potentially two at bats and get pulled yeah absolutely um i think we stick with the uh the guys that we know like brandon crawford he's not getting pulled i think you stick with him um, even Darren Ruff now, Stevie, he, he, you know, I don't, I don't hate him either. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I, I think you just, you ride with the guys that brought you here. Brandon Crawford is definitely one of those guys that you build around that. All right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8k to get six or more strikeouts today. Man, I feel like this should be an easy one. Um, man, I'm going all the way to the bottom. Give me, uh, give me Marco Gonzalez. Yeah, I'm gonna go Alex Cobb. I know that the Mets yeah. not a huge strikeout team, but <laughs> him or McKenzie, I think, have the the best chance of getting there um, under 8K. Over 8K to score under 15. Who is your bust today? Miles Mikolas. Yeah, I don't mind that one at all. Um, I'm going to go Luis Garcia. Yeah, I like that call. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland's just such a patient team. So, uh, Over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got going yard today? I think this is a guy I talked about earlier. Um, give me Anthony Rizzo. I like that one a lot. Um, 
Give me, give me Buxton. Oh yeah, I like that one. I know Buxton's not like a a guy you typically think of, but he has eleven home runs on the season. I mean, this is a guy that has a ton of upside. Uh, under four K to get two hits in this one. Who's a cheap bat that you like today? Yeah, ironically, we're going to be in the same vein, Steve. I like Max Kepler today at uh, thirty four hundred. We're not in the same game. I'm going Julio Rodriguez for Seattle going up against um, like Lagu. Julio Rodriguez is a guy that has a ton of upside. He's had multiple like this guy doesn't like seem to have like one hit games. So, you know, <laughs> if he's going to get there, we're going to get there. So uh, stack to score six or more runs here. Who do you like? Oh, man. I think I'm going to go with, and this is probably kind of an obvious one, but give me the Dodgers, man. Just give me the Dodgers. Yeah, obviously, um, I like the Dodgers a lot. I think they're a top-end stack today as well. I'm going to go Arizona, uh, going up against Zach Ranke in this one. I like it. That's kind of it. Um, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I mean, let's ride. Enjoyed it as usual. Thanks, everybody, for hanging. That is going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back Tuesday. Not to, not not tilted. Have more words um, and ready to talk baseball. I hope everyone has an awesome Monday. Good luck. We'll see you then.